Hello and welcome to HODL Daily. I am your host JC Hyatt and today um, we are going to talk about what cryptocurrency is. Um, yesterday I covered uh, just a little bit about what currency is itself so today we're going to focus in on uh, cryptocurrency and this episode is going to be a little bit different than the last two. I um, still just trying to kind of figure out how exactly I'm going to set all this up and uh, uh, you know I've got the uh, the blog at uh, hodldaily.com I have the YouTube channel um, and I have the podcast and so I'm just trying to figure out which uh, kind of uh, which medium is best to start on and so I've been writing first and then uh, recording and so um, I didn't like how that was sounding uh, as I was kind of reading the articles into the mic and so today is going to be a little more uh, informal I actually have not written anything yet I am am uh, just going to kind of talk about this uh, free flow and uh, and then write the article after I've recorded this and so we're gonna see how that works and I'm just gonna keep kind of messing with it as uh, the beauty of I guess you know uh, getting to start something like this is I can just kind of uh, you know tweak it and then uh, you know see what works the best so um, if, uh, if anybody's listening watching reading whatever please uh, uh, let me know like what uh, what formats you prefer to uh, to consume uh, this news in like whether it's the video the audio or the reading um, and uh, also if you prefer you know maybe um, today's format a little bit better than uh, the previous couple days format I'd love to get your thoughts so uh, yeah please let me know um, with that I am going to um, go into what cryptocurrency is at least as I understand it today um, like I said a couple days ago, I am, uh, new, fairly new to this space. Um, I am technical, I'm a developer by trade, um, but I am by no means, um, an expert on these things and, and, and definitely, uh, you know, prone to being incorrect about something. So if I, um, if I say something wrong, uh, please, uh, by all means, let me know. Um, I'll be happy to correct myself and give you credit. Um, I think, uh, you know, this is primarily something, uh, a means of, uh, that I'm using to learn. And so, um, uh, and I just want to, you know, share, uh, what I'm learning along with, uh, with my listeners, my audience. And so, uh, yeah, please correct me if I say something stupid. Um, with that, uh, let's dive into what cryptocurrency is. And so, uh, yesterday I said, okay, Tell me what you think, um, even if you don't know what cryptocurrency is, tell me what you think the uh, benefits are uh, to a cryptocurrency versus a currency. Just only knowing, you know, on a, a purely knowing that it's just uh, digital, like that it's a purely digital currency. Um, that Does that already set off some... Uh, you know, in light of what we talked about yesterday, as far as, you know, what currency is, does that already, um, kind of set off some thoughts about, uh, how cryptocurrency could be, uh, kind of the next iteration of currency. And so, um, what I was uh, kind of getting at there is that, well, you know, you, we, we evolved yesterday from having, um, you know, apples as a, as an orchard owner and taking them around and trying to, trade them for jeans or trade them for whatever and um and now you know we've evolved into um using paper or, or metal coins that are much easier uh, to carry around they're much more uh, transportable and um 
you know, and they don't, you know, like I said yesterday, they, they don't rot <laughs> like apples do after a certain amount of time. Um, and so, uh, so that was kind of our next, you know, as far as our civilization, that was kind of our next iteration of uh, currency. And so now that it's cryptocurrency, it's purely digital. There's nothing physical that you hold in your hand. Um, that uh, means you have even less to carry around with you. Um, you know, basically all you need uh, to have a what's called a wallet uh, where a crypt your cryptocurrency is stored. Um, you, you know, you have basically two pieces of information when you have a wallet. You have what's called a public address and you have a private key. Okay, and so um, your public address is this long uh, series of letters and numbers. Uh, I think it's somewhere around 34 characters or something. Um, and that is what you uh, give to um, someone if you're, you know, if you need them to send you some money. So in this case, let's say Bitcoin. Um, I give you my Bitcoin wallet address. It's actually in, um, you know, mine's actually in the show notes and so you can actually kind of see what a wallet address looks like if you check out the show notes of the podcast or uh, the description on youtube um and so you give that to people it's kind of like giving your routing number or or your you know your account number and routing number to someone and so um you give that to someone and then uh that's how you receive money and then to actually um, create transactions from that wallet, you have what's called a private key. And that is also a um, very long series of letters and numbers that uh, it, it's the, that, that only key, um, that one key is the only way to get access to your wallet and actually um, you know send and receive money or, or I guess send money um, or uh, kind of convert it to another currency or something like that. The only way to get money out of that wallet, uh, whether you want to send it to someone else in the form of the same currency, so whether you know I want to send you some Bitcoin from my Bitcoin wallet, or whether you know I want to convert some of my Bitcoin into another cryptocurrency like Ethereum, or uh, maybe I want to convert my uh, Bitcoin into um, uh, USD um, and you know to convert it over into dollars. Either way, to do any anything like that, to withdraw money or send money from that wallet, I'm going to have to have that private key. And so that's a very, very important piece of information. Um, if you lose it, you have no way of accessing your funds. And so there are some tragic stories out there of people uh, who had, you know, um, dozens, hundreds, or, you know, even hundreds of uh, Bitcoin um, that they just kind of had on a hard drive that they mined, uh, you know, years ago when it was really, really cheap. And, um, you know, some of them uh, still have those hard drives laying around, but they, you know, the hard drives are, are crashed or something, they can't recover the data. And, you know, uh, you know, those, those uh, dozens of coins are now worth, you know, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. And so it's a uh, you know, tragic stories like that. Um, the reason, you know, uh, they can't access it, uh, apart from maybe in, in the situation of like a failed hard drive or something is they just lost their, pro their uh, private key. So you lose that private key. You, you essentially don't have the money. I mean, it's there, but you can't access it and no one else can either. Um, it doesn't get like absorbed back into the network, um, to, you know, to be remined or, um, to go to charity or anything like it just it exists and uh, it can't you know go um, 
uh, it, it can't go anywhere, but you also can't access it. And so um, that really sucks. And so you definitely want to hold on to that private key. Now, right now, you don't have to know exactly what that is, but um, you know, just going back to the fact that uh, you know, a cryptocurrency to be to be a cryptocurrency, there's kind of some um, common traits, and one of them is like we already said, it's purely digital. So it's a you have a public address and your private key, and the private key isn't the currency. The the public address isn't the currency. That's simply the wallet. The currency is um, just uh, essentially ones and zeros, um, that, uh, the network agrees is currency. Um, you know, and, and it, it has, you know, various amounts. And so, um, we'll go a little bit deeper into that, especially like specifically with maybe Bitcoin, uh, in another episode, but, uh, you know, one aspect of cryptocurrency is it's purely digital. So you're not going to go and grab, um, you know, some kind of paper or coins or something, um, there's actually been scams on, you know, eBay where people are, uh, you know, they sell you a Bitcoin and then they like drop it in the mail, um, some metal coin. And like, that is not cryptocurrency. So, um, do not buy something, uh, that's, uh, physical, uh, someone saying that it's a physical cryptocurrency. Um, so what's uh, another aspect of a uh, cryptocurrency? So they, um, are decentralized. So what does that mean? Well, it means there is no central bank or governing authority or like regulatory body or something like that to, um, there, there's no centralized, uh, authority that says, you know, yes, um, Bob has this amount of money in his account and Alice has this amount of money in her account. And, um, you know, yes, you're authorized to do that transaction, Bob, because you have enough money. And, um, you know, yes, Alice, you're authorized to, um, to buy that mill at the restaurant or whatever it is, because you have enough money. Um, all that, you know, when, when we have a centralized system like that, what we're doing is we're trusting that the bank will first off, uh, keep our money safe, um, and, um, prevent fraud, things like that. Banks fail at that all the time. Um, financial institutions fail at that all the time. Equifax literally just, um, you know, lost 143 million people's, uh, personal information, um, and one of the, you know, maybe the biggest hack, uh, in uh, history. And so, um, it's a huge deal. And anytime you have one of these organizations, uh, they, um, you know, they're subject to being hacked. Also, we're trusting them to say that, um, our balance that they claim is our balance is actually our balance. Um, we're trusting them to reconcile, uh, our transactions and come up with the correct balance. Um, we're trusting them to prevent, uh, double spending on our account where maybe like, uh, we swiped a card twice. Um, and, uh, maybe, you know, the money, um, before some, somehow like two transactions were meant, were allowed to go through, but there wasn't enough money to cover both transactions. Um, we're, we're trusting the bank is the point. We're trusting the bank or, um, a governing body to say, you know, this, um, you know, these transactions are allowed to take place and, you know, take the money and make sure it gets to the proper destination that we're trying to send it to. So the, uh, uh, the aspect of cryptocurrency is that it's decentralized. And so what that means is there is no central authority here. Um, so how does it work then? Well, that is, um, largely due to uh, a technology called blockchain. Now, 
I'm going to lightly touch on that today, but um, I will most likely do a future episode on blockchain specifically just to try to go in and do a deeper dive on what exactly blockchain is. Um, and uh, I, I want to take some time to form that post because I want to make sure that it's understandable um, because a lot of the stuff even at times can get over my head and I am technical and so um, I want to really be able to dive in um, and understand it uh, in depth so that I can clearly communicate it to you um, in a way that makes sense and so um, I will touch on it today though but basically a decentralized uh, uh, network here is you know or, or a blockchain is everyone who participates in uh, running what's called a node um, which all that is is a node is a computer that someone has in their house or some people maybe have like lots of of these computers or servers like in a warehouse somewhere whatever it is there's all these what are called nodes all they are are servers that have a copy of the entire transaction history of the currency in question. And so let's take Bitcoin, for example, because every every currency is going to have its own blockchain, its own kind of network. And so uh, let's say, okay, the Bitcoin network, um, say there's, you know, I don't know how many, but say there's thousands of computers out there all across the world. And every computer has the exact same data. They all have a copy of all the transactions that have ever taken place involving Bitcoin. Uh, ever so since 2008 since it came out here's all the transactions uh, here's all of where Bitcoin has been sent you know wallets that it's been sent uh, wallets it's been sent from and here's everything here um, now uh, running a node uh, right now you know it's I think a couple hundred gigabytes is the size of the uh, the ledger so um, what that is, is it's a ledger it's all it is it's, it's a um, a copy of everyone's uh, transactions and balances and stuff and so um, that is uh, running a, a node is something that anyone can do um, you can do it if you uh, want to hop on uh, any anyone can do it for free uh, other than you know having to pay the cost of having your computer on and having an internet connection to actually make sure that you can download the transaction uh, data so anyone could set that up. And so you can look in uh, the history of the network and see all the transactions that have ever taken place with Bitcoin. Um, this is huge because you don't have to trust. No one's trusting a central authority to say, yes, like, um, you know, so-and-so sent, uh, you know, Bob sent Alice uh, one Bitcoin. Um, everyone can see that this wallet address sent that wallet address one Bitcoin. Now, not everyone knows that 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 you know the first wallet address is Bob and the second one is Alice, and so like and we don't really frankly don't care. We care that you know if if something gets called into question, the dis uh, like th we're not trusting a third party to resolve a dispute. It's all right there on the blockchain. It can't be manipulated. Um, once once transactions are verified and written onto the blockchain, um, they are set in stone. They're irreversible, and so. Um, this is huge, um, and I will go into more detail on blockchain at, at another time, but w the, the big thing you just have to wrap your head around is um, there, you know, everyone can participate in being 
the um, you don't have to trust anyone. Uh, everyone can verify transactions themselves. Um, so uh, another mark of uh, cryptocurrency is, um, like I just kind of said, they, they're not secured by people. They are secured by math. Um, it's uh, This is actually a, a, a quote from a really good um, walkthrough of what cryptocurrency is that I will actually put in the show notes as well as on the uh, website and uh, YouTube. Um, it's uh, from a site called Block Geeks, and it's a um, an article on just an ultimate guide to what cryptocurrency is. And so this is their quote. They said, uh, cryptocurrencies are not secured by people or by trust, but by math. It is more probable that an asteroid falls on your house than that a Bitcoin address is compromised. Um, so there's a lot of complex math involved. Some of it's even over my head. Um, but the, uh, the way that Bitcoin is set up, the way cryptocurrencies are set up is, um, uh, everything is mathematical. Um, uh, everything is verified, um, uh, with math, uh, transactions are verified, um, that they're, you know, legitimate transactions that, uh, no double spending is going on that, you know, you know, Bob has enough money to send that one Bitcoin to Alice and, um, you know, that, uh, uh, all, all these things are verified by math, so you're not counting on someone to uh, some someone. That's the point. You're not counting on someone to say um, yes. All these you know these things are allowed to happen. And so um, another aspect of uh, cryptocurrency is um, because of because everything's done by math, they're essentially fraud proof. Um, it would take uh, to to overcome the Bitcoin network, um, we're just talking about Bitcoin here, but to overcome the Bitcoin network, it would take um, like more energy than the entire Earth can produce. You would have to break the law of thermodynamics to be able to forge um, a transaction and cause the network to actually accept it, like to actually take control of the network um, and get 51% of the of uh, the power and come to be able to come to a, a majority consensus on these transactions, you would actually have to have more power than the Earth can produce because um, how everything is verified on a uh, in a blockchain um, uh, with blockchain uh, well in a blockchain ecosystem, I guess, um, is uh, through a process called mining, um, which without getting in the weeds too much, it is a uh, essentially math so um you can uh there's well these days you can't really at least with bitcoin you can't really mine it with your regular old computer at home uh, you can mine other cryptocurrencies um by the way there are over a thousand cryptocurrencies and so um uh you know i, I definitely go and check them out i'll, I'll include a link to a uh, site called coinmarketcap.com uh, in the show notes just so you can kind of see what's out there um I wouldn't put a you know a ton of money into a, a, any obscure ones right now. Um, I think there's a lot of um, fraud going on in some of these um, you know smaller coins. Um, but anyway, um, this process called mining is uh, basically um, you know to mine a coin. Uh, f you're you're basically listening for transactions. So as soon as 
uh, I want to initiate a transaction in Bitcoin. Say I want to send Bitcoin to uh, uh, a friend of mine. And um, I put in his, his address, I put in the amount of Bitcoin, and I hit send. Well, instantly, um, my computer broadcast to the, the whole network. So all those nodes that I just talked about earlier, all those nodes I broadcast, my computer says, hey, uh, you know, we're sending this amount of Bitcoin uh, to JC's friend. And uh, they take that transaction and first off, make sure that I actually have that money to send, um, that I actually have enough money to send that transaction. And then uh, through a series of really complex math problems, all the miners out there, um, which are basically uh, you know, people with, um, for Bitcoin at least, these kind of uh, specialized computers that are made to do one thing really well, and that is solve these math problems. So these are computers that literally are made to do um, something like millions or maybe even billions of computations a second, um, be able to run through all of these um, uh, uh, different, basically trying to solve this math problem, be able to run through all these like um, possible inputs to try to get the right output that they need. Um, so I, I don't want to go too in the weeds there, but the point is um, mining takes a lot of energy, uh, like electricity. And so it's a very expensive process, especially uh, for Bitcoin. Um, and uh, but whoever actually finds the solution first to the uh, um, to the math problem uh, gets actually gets some Bitcoin, and so it's you know it is profitable over time. Um, but anyway, the process of validation is basically where I broadcast that transaction to all the nodes on the network, and then they um, you know the process of mining starts, and all the transactions. Um, typically within about a 10 to 12 minute period. Um, I think it's, I think it's around 4,000 transactions and maybe 2,000. I'm not sure. But, um, uh, once you hit kind of the, the limit for what's called a block, um, which is a two, two or 4,000 transactions, something like that, all of those, once they're, you know, um, verified as, as each transaction is verified is added to this block. And once the block is full, uh, two or 4,000 transactions, it is then a verified block. And, you know, once, um, someone solves the math problem to say, uh, yes, all these transactions are verified. Um, the, the block gets written to the blockchain, which is, uh, immutable. It cannot be tampered with or altered. Uh, as soon as a block is written to the blockchain, it's broadcast to all the nodes again. They download that block, and now everyone has a copy of that block with all the transactions inside it. And so if anyone ever tries to sneak in and say, well, you know, if I go in and say, hey, I really didn't send him one Bitcoin. I only sent him like half a coin. Um, everyone else is going to call BS, and uh, they're not going to let that transaction take place. They're going to say, no, like, w you know, every other node on the on the network is showing that you sent one so you're wrong um and uh so it, the block gets added to the blockchain and then that miner who solved um the math problem gets some bitcoin and uh, the reward is uh kind of varies but right now the uh there's actually a link i'll add to the show notes called 
um, bitcoinblockhalf.com. And it kind of shows um, what the current uh, reward is and also shows um, how uh, um, it shows the countdown to the next time the reward is halved. Because part of Bitcoin, when it first went into, um, uh, I guess when it first went into effect or when it first kind of got introduced, um, they said, okay, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin but we're not going to release them all at one time. They're going to be released uh, a little at a time as blocks are verified and added to the blockchain. And so, and because they needed to create incentive for the miners to actually go through these really, uh, you know, expensive um, uh, uh, math problems and actually, you know, verify these transactions because, you know, to keep the network safe and the, uh, and to keep the transactions like actually, you know, um, to keep everything trustworthy. And so they said, okay, um, we're going to release, you know, X amount with each block. Well, every 210,000 blocks, they, uh, half the number of coins that is in the reward. So the current reward is actually a uh, 12.5 Bitcoin. Um, for if you, um, if you successfully mine, a block and so that would come out to at today's prices uh i don't know roughly like eighty thousand dollars i think um let's see 12 well about 90 a little over ninety thousand dollars um so but every two hundred ten thousand blocks that reward gets halved and so um right now it looks like the um the, est the eta on that date is the 12th of june in 2020 the reward size will be halved from 12.5 to 6.25 coins. Um, you can see this for yourself. The reason it's an estimated date is because um, there is uh, varying degrees of um, speed and how like how fast uh, the miners are able to solve each block. And so um, that introduces another aspect of cryptocurrency, which is and, and mining, which is called the difficulty. And so there is um difficulty is kind of exactly what it means like it's how hard is that math problem that they have to solve and so every single block that gets added to the blockchain they um uh th this this uh i guess um the code or or the i guess the blockchain kind of looks at um how fast the miners solved that last block and um, if it was, I think, less than 10 minutes, they, um, the, the difficulty goes up. But if it was like over a certain amount of time, um, I'm not sure what the exact amount of time is. I think it's maybe, maybe 12 or 15 minutes. I'm not sure. Um, but if it's over a certain amount of time, then it brings the difficulty down. And so this prevents, um, you know, the, all the coins from being mined too fast because, you know, there's a whole market of people out there who are trying to, you know, who are coming up with these, um, these really specific computers made for mining. Um, they're called miners. Um, one, a popular one that you can look up is called, um, the ant miner, uh, S nine. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's actually called what, what's re referred to as an ASIC computer, which is a, I think stands for application specific integrated chip. 
um, which all you have to know is that it means the chip inside of this computer is only made for one specific application, which is you know where the name comes from, where that acronym comes from. It's only made for the application of um, solving Bitcoin uh, math problems. And so it's really good at that. Can't do anything else, but it's really good at that one thing. And this whole market is you know making faster and faster miners. And so, you know, if there was no uh, such thing as difficulty, then it'd really be whoever can come up with the fastest miner in the world is the one who would get most of the coins and they'd be able to mine uh, those 21 million, um, you know, much faster than uh, I guess was intended for this. And so um, there's currently... 16,672,775 Bitcoin in circulation as I'm recording this. Um, and the, uh, the last date or the last coin is estimated to be mined around 2140. Um, so I will never see that coin, uh, mined, but, um, that is a little bit how, about how it works. So approximately every 10 minutes, um, a reward is coming out and a block is getting added to the blockchain and that is kind of what you all you really have to know and that that's true for most cryptocurrencies there is a um uh another type of cryptocurrency um that doesn't involve mining and i want to get into that later um this you know bitcoin and a lot of other cryptocurrencies have a mining process and it's called proof of work which is basically where the miner who solves the mathematical uh, equation has to give, you know, shout out the answer and prove that they actually did all this computational, um, like all this computationally intensive, uh, energy intensive work. So it's proof of work. Um, there's another type out there called proof of stake, which is something totally different that I'm not going to go into right now. Bitcoin does not use proof of stake. Um, Ethereum it's, uh, I think, set to use proof of stake uh, in the near future, but right now it's still proof of work. Um, but there are other coins out there that are proof of stake. Um, we're not going to go into that today, though. So um, that's a little bit about mining, um, and that's pretty common with cryptocurrency. Um, so uh, let's just talk a little bit um, real quick about just some of the benefits um, with cryptocurrency. So... Um, you know other benefits other than it being decentralized which is which is huge um it's it's more secure because you have you know thousands of nodes verifying it and you um you have all these people who to verify it they have to do all this like really expensive work um to you know to uh, verify the transactions and so um uh, it decentivizes you know trying to hack something because it would you know take a crazy amount of power and money and and all that kind of stuff and um uh, some other uh, other aspects of it is it's really fast um think about this so right now when you want to um i don't know maybe like you want to pay somebody for some kind of like service or maybe someone overseas um you know i'm in the u.s maybe i'm paying someone you know th that came in and helped me out on uh, an app i was building well um if they send me an invoice and i pay with my credit card I have to log in, put all my credit card details. Um, it's like five or six different pieces of information. It's all like sensitive information that uh, could potentially be hacked um, or uh, you know stolen off of somebody's server somewhere. And I put all this information in, 
and then uh, I finally can hit send and then you know, wait a couple seconds and then you know says okay it's authorized and you know they they'll get their money well <clears throat> with um, with uh, Bitcoin or with cryptocurrency it's it's one step I I just need to know uh, that guy's uh, wallet address and I uh, initiate a transaction from my wallet to his um, and it's uh, it's one step. I only need that one piece of information. I didn't put in a ton of like really sensitive information and, um, you know, he gets his money. So it's, um, um, it's much uh, faster for me as a user. Um, it's also global. Like, um, even, you know, I can send my money to him in the UK, uh, and he'll have it most likely within like at most a couple of hours. Um, he's, you know, it's not going to, to take days, um, uh, f you know, that has to go through my bank to another bank to another bank to another bank, finally get to his bank. Um, it, it doesn't have to do all that. So um, it's faster, it's global, um, and um, also it's uh, um, anyone can use it. You know, it's you don't have to be like a citizen of a certain country or there, there are no restrictions on it. anyone can download the, the Bitcoin software and begin using Bitcoin or anyone can, um, you know, download software for Ethereum or Litecoin or Ripple or Monero or whatever, any of these coins and they can use it. Um, so um, one last uh, kind of aspect of cryptocurrency um, or most cryptocurrencies is um, it's a controlled supply. This isn't true of all of them, but most of them, it's a controlled supply. So Unlike where in the U.S. the Fed can just turn on the money printer and print more money um, and cause the value of the dollar to go down, um, in a cryptocurrency world, it's all predetermined. So in 2008, it was already predetermined in the code, um, you can go back and look at the source code, that there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin, ever. Um, that number uh, cannot change. Um, and so uh, with when you have a controlled supply... Um, as the demand rises, the value of the currency rises because the supply isn't going to rise. And so um, that's why you have some people estimating Bitcoin hitting as high as 500000 or even a million dollars for one coin eventually um, because uh, it, it's a controlled supply. So scarcity will, um, you know, scarcity will stay down while demand rises. Um, so uh, that is a uh, a bit about cryptocurrency. I'm sorry if that was kind of all over the place. Um, please ask questions because I would love to answer specific questions about what uh, cryptocurrency is. Um, and I have some, um, definitely some future uh, uh, episodes and posts coming on uh, what blockchain is specifically or what proof of stake is or maybe some of the other things I mentioned and some of these other currencies. Um, uh, and we'll also dive deeper into Bitcoin in a, uh, an upcoming episode. So um, with that, I'm going to sign off for the day and uh, remember to just um, reach out to me on Twitter or uh, leave a comment on the blog or, um, or on YouTube and just uh, you know ask away. Um, I may not even know the answer, but it will give me an opportunity to look it up and learn a little bit myself. And uh, I love learning, so um, I would uh, really appreciate it. Um, all right, so I will see everyone tomorrow and um, have a good one.